right, squad. This week, we're back in action talking about something that is uh, a subject that is near and dear to my heart and something that has taken me quite a while to realize on my own personally, but hopefully something that can help you uh, to move forward, to do things that you've wanted to do, to pursue opportunities you have not allowed yourself the freedom to do. So this week, we're talking about how no one cares about you. And I want you to let that sink in for a second. And I also want you to understand that I don't mean what you think I mean. So when I say no one cares about you, I don't mean that you don't have friends and family who love you, who want the best for you. You know, obviously there are people in your life who think about you on a regular basis. What I am referring to is the fact that people are not paying attention to you, even though you think they are. So when's the last time or think back rather to the last time that you did something uh, that was scary or intimidating, something that was new or different, maybe stepping outside of your comfort zone, trying a new activity, pursuing uh, an opportunity that was difficult or challenging, something where you were unsure of the outcome. I want you to think back to your hesitations around doing that thing. And what I want you to understand is a lot of our hesitations when it comes to pursuing new ventures or avenues, uh, a lot of our hesitations around facing failure in the face of the unknown comes not from a genuine fear of the outcome, but a fear of the perception of the outcome by others. We, as human beings, tend to put far too much weight in what others think. And this extends to general situations in life, right? I have this feeling often, and I'm sure you have, where you're out in public and maybe you do something, you trip or you stumble or whatever. And it's it's very subtle and it's something that you notice, but you're, you start to get a little bit self-conscious. Did anybody else see you? You start to, you know, get a little bit nervous. Maybe your heart rate goes up a little bit. And we often think that everybody else is paying attention to us, but think about that perspective for a second. We are so internally focused on what other people are perceiving with our actions or what other people are thinking about us when we're in those public situations. We are entirely in our own head and everybody around you is in the exact same position. So as human beings, we tend to think that others around us are paying way more attention to us than they are. And all of us are really just trying to get through our day and make it to the next step or make it to the next moment. We're often rushing around just trying to keep our own heads above water. And life is hard enough as is. We genuinely do not have time to pay attention to other people that much. Uh, and so we, we tend to put this unnecessary weight or additional weight on those around us in the outside world. And we think that they are paying attention to us, that they're judging us, that they're making comments about us. Uh, you know, think back to the last time that you were in a public place and somebody was laughing. I almost guarantee you that your gut reaction or your initial thought is that they're laughing at you. And then maybe you take a look over, you glance, and you realize that they're just engaged in conversation amongst themselves. So we have this tendency to assume that other people are paying attention to our every move, our every action. But I want you to think for yourself, when you're in those same situations, you likely don't have the time or the energy to be paying attention to what's going on around you. I'm incredibly unobservant when it comes to day-to-day -day life. My, my wife makes fun of me all the time because she'll notice 
you know, small details or, or things or somebody will be wearing like a bright color or whatever. And she's like, oh, did you see that? And I l- almost never see the same things she, uh, she does. I almost never notice these little things. Uh, you know, I would not be a good spy or agent or whatever. I, I'm just very much not observant in public because my mind is is elsewhere, right? I'm thinking about God knows what. A lot of other people are in the same boat, right? We don't have the bandwidth or the energy to pay attention to everything that's going on around us. And so what happens is this becomes insidious in that it affects our decision-making and it affects our willingness to pursue other opportunities or avenues or ventures. So we take this same perception that we're being watched, that we're being judged, and we then apply it to trying something new, trying a new activity, starting a new career, leaving our current career. Uh, This tends to force us to stay in situations where we're comfortable, but that are not necessarily the most conducive for our growth. So it holds us back in a lot of ways. And we tend to not live an authentic life because we are worried about how we'll be judged. Think of when you were a kid. So bring yourself back to, to childhood. And, and you know, you don't have to go all the way back, but, but go back to a time that you can remember. Now, other than the fact that obviously our set of responsibilities is very different, there were probably things that you were passionate about as a child, activities that you enjoyed that as an adult you would still enjoy. So maybe you used to like to draw as a kid and you find that you enjoy drawing or scribbling down on a you know piece of paper or whatever now, right? Maybe that's something that you really enjoy doing, but you have given up the pursuit of it because you now are worried about how people will judge or perceive your drawings. One of my close friends is an unbelievable artist. She is literally one of the most talented artists uh, I have ever seen. She's a photorealistic uh, artist using colored pencil as her medium. And one of the most powerful things for me uh, as far as observing you know, her life and her career, uh, I got to do a small documentary on her uh, early on in my film career. And it was super cool to just chat about her life and her experience and why she pursued art and uh, the people that told her she would never make it versus now where you know, she's, she's obviously uh, immensely talented and successful. And part of hearing her early story, she also showed some of her early drawings. And these were the type of things that you or I could absolutely draw right now, right? But the point isn't that, you know, she's really good now and and she wasn't then. The point is that from the start of her journey to the end of her journey, there are a bunch of intermediate steps, right? There was there was hours and hours and hours of practice and repetition. And so she was able to unleash her talent through repetition and practice. But in order to walk down that path, she had to, at almost every turn, early on especially, not consider the thoughts of others. She had to ignore the people who told her she would never make it. She had to essentially be her authentic self along this journey as she progressed and improved her skills. And only through repetition and persistence over time did she eventually become the artist that she is now. But she had every opportunity along that that path to internalize what people were saying or her perception of what people were saying. And 
she could have very easily been doing something different, been not living an authentic life if she had listened to those inner voices and, and give, given into that doubt. And so I use that as an example of how many of us are doing something now that you hate, that you dislike. You're just going through the motions. You're you know punching a clock. You're working a job that doesn't stimulate you. You're not interested in the things or activities that you're doing. You're not interested in your career. You're not engaged mentally or, or emotionally or whatever it is. And, you know, if you think back to when you were a kid and those activities you like doing, whether it's drawing, whether it's writing, you know, whether it's playing an instrument, playing music, whatever it is, you know, whatever pursuit, maybe you were really into computers and programming. And instead of, you know, pursuing a career there, you you became a lawyer because you thought that's what your parents wanted or whatever. I mean, that's a, an odd specific example. But I think we can, many of us can think to some type of crossroads in our life where we let go of the things that we enjoy to pursue the things that society has told us are important or to pursue things that we felt would impress others or not be judged by others. We make so many decisions in the context of what other people think and it's part of our human nature, right? We, we are pack animals. We, we, we survive in groups and families and neighborhoods and cities. That is how we survive and thrive as a species. So part of this is biological. We, we biologically are hardwired to pay attention to what the tribe thinks or to what those around us think. But how many decisions have you made focusing on that external validation or that external acceptance or that lack of external judgment? How many crossroads have you faced where instead of going down the path that is authentically you, that is meaningful to you, you went down a path that you felt was more acceptable by society? And I've struggled with this, but for me personally, the decision to pursue fitness as a career was uh, such a crossroads for me. You know, I had been in school studying chemistry and math. I was applying to PhD programs for engineering. And, you know, I was going down a path that I thought I enjoyed, but really was based on the validation that I was getting from those around me, right? I was doing well in school. And so, you know, your your parents, your family, your parents' friends, family friends, whatever, the adults, the superiors in your life kind of give you that stamp of approval, like you're going down the right path, you know, school is important and, and you're you're getting good grades and you're, you know, you're going to get a good paying job and you're going to have a good career and, you know, whatever good means, right? And so I was going down that path, not because I, I really wanted to pursue it, but because I felt like that was what I should be doing. And that was what one does as one grows up. And when I was faced with the opportunity to pursue this career in fitness that, that became the foundation for my life now, when I, ha- when I was given the opportunity to help open the gym that, that I eventually helped build and grow, I struggled with that decision a little bit because I knew in my gut what I wanted to do. I knew what was important to me on a deeper level and what was going to be more fulfilling. But how do I talk to my mom about that? How do I go down that path and not be judged? And fortunately, I had the wherewithal to 
make what I consider to be the right decision then. I didn't pursue uh, the PhD program and, and everything, and I instead helped open the gym. And that led to an amazing uh, career in, in fitness. And as an athlete, I was able to pursue you know being a professional athlete. Because of that decision, I was able to meet some incredible people who have become my closest friends. Uh, ultimately, I met my wife in the gym, even though she technically worked in an office that was within the gym. But all of these decisions or, or these moments came from that initial decision. But I would be lying to you if I said that that was the end of the struggle. I distinctly remember being at a dinner uh, with an old uh, school friend of mine. So he was a year below me and we became really good friends because we worked out together in the gym uh, at BC. And he's a tremendous individual, really, really nice guy. And we became close because of our shared love of fitness. And when he came back in town, there was a a special banquet dinner at BC for uh, the president of the school at the time. And he invited me to go with him as a guest. And it was this, you know, very formal dress up occasion. Um, But I felt comfortable, you know, in his presence and, and talking with him because of our relationship in the past. But I was immediately confronted with the fact that everybody at our table was incredibly successful with regard to standard metrics, right? Successful entrepreneurs, successful investors, people who are working in banking, people who are working in private equity, people who were, you know, working in venture capital. These were some some big players in life. And my friend had just recently started his own firm young and, and, and was, you know, uh, in all standard capacities was incredibly outwardly successful. And when it came time to talk about what we do, you know, I was basically like, well, I work in a gym and, you know, I coach some people or whatever. And, and I had built a career out of that and I was financially comfortable and, you know, in all other senses, you know, doing well, quote unquote, whatever that means. But I was still faced with this struggle to explain the decision that I made and why I made that decision. And that's something that I found came up time and time again uh, moving forward into the future. There were always times where it's like, oh, what do you do? Oh, what do you do? You know, people always want to ask about your career and, and your job or whatever. And I almost was embarrassed to admit what I did or what I do, despite the fact that I was genuinely impacting a number of people's lives, that I had helped build this incredible community. You know, there were so many positives that came from what I had chosen to do, but I still struggled with accepting the fact that that was my authentic path and feeling like I needed to defend that decision to other people. I was still worried about that outward perception. I was still worried about being judged for the decision that I had made. And that's something that I struggled with for a long time and and still comes up from time to time, something that I still struggle with a little bit. But, you know, it's one of these things where that is always in the back of our mind as human beings whenever we face a decision. And oftentimes, and the sad reality is, I know so many people who in their gut know that they should pursue something that they love and instead they turn their back on it and they go the other direction because they're worried about what other people will think. They're worried about being judged. They're worried about if they fail, what will people say? And the whole purpose of this podcast episode is if you take anything away from this, 
I want you to give yourself permission to pursue the things that are authentically you, the things that light your hair on fire, the things that keep you awake at night, the things that run through your mind, you know, when you're in the shower, the things you think about and that you dream about doing and that you love doing. And I hope you give yourself permission to walk down that path. And it's never too late. I'm sure you know of Gary V and, and, you know, he's, he's very in your face and he's definitely not for everybody. But the one thing that I do love about his message is that it's never too late. You're always young, right? Whether you're 30, 40, 50, 60, you still have a lot of life left. You still have a lot of years left. And so it's never too late to pursue something you love. It's never too late to make a change because one of the worst emotions and really one of the most poisonous emotions is regret. And what I don't want for any of you is, is to get five, 10 years down the road or get you know to the end of your life and the future someday and wish that you had done something different because that will eat at you. And that, that, that is like a cancer that spreads to all other aspects of your, your life and your personality. So, you know, give yourself permission to, to take that first step to make that change. You know, it's going to be scary. Failure is, is inevitable in many ways, right? But understand that every small failure is a way to correct course and, and, and move forward in a better direction in the future. We've talked about, you know, pursuing failure and, and what failure really is in the past on a, on a previous episode. Try not to put too much weight on the thoughts or judgment of others because to take it back to the beginning of this episode, no one really cares. We're all so wrapped up in our own lives and our own emotions that uh, we almost never rather have the opportunity to, to sit there and judge others and think about others. And honestly, the people in your life that do, the only reason that they're able to judge you and, and criticize you and do whatever is because they are engaged in no motion elsewhere in their life, right? They are literally doing and accomplishing so little that they have enough free time to sit there and trash talk you or judge you or whatever. You know, if you're genuinely busy in life and productive and, and actually doing anything meaningful, you will not have the time or the capacity to judge anyone else or sit there and talk about anybody else or observe what anybody else is doing. So, you know, Step one is to just write those people off completely because the only reason that they can chirp at you and talk trash is because they're literally sitting in a lawn chair in life and doing nothing. Anybody meaningful, anybody who's worth their weight, anybody who's actually doing anything, they're way too busy to be paying attention to you. They don't care about what you're doing. They don't have the energy to judge what you're doing. So, you know, nobody cares anyways. So when you get to the end of the road, and you get to the end of your life and you realize that nobody really ever cared along the way anyways, hopefully you pursued something meaningful for you. Hopefully you pursued something that you love. Hopefully you took advantage of an opportunity that was interesting, did something that genuinely excited you because that's all that matters. You know, in, it, we, we have a very short amount of time on this earth to do what genuinely makes us happy, to do what is interesting to us, what is stimulating to us. In, in the book, Man's Search for Meaning, Viktor Frankl discusses the fact that, you know, in the concentration camps, what kept people going was a sense of purpose, right? It's not pursuing happiness. It's not all these other things. Those are all side effects, if you will, or, or those are all symptoms. But what causes all of that to happen, what brings everything together is, is, a, is a search for meaning or a purpose or having something in life that is bigger than yourself, something that you can 
look forward to chipping away at every day, something that you know, really stimulates you on a deeper level as a human being. And so I encourage you to find your purpose, to find what you love, to pursue it wholeheartedly with full authenticity, with full energy and effort. And don't worry whatsoever about what other people will think because they don't have the time, energy, or effort to care anyways. So until next week, hopefully this spurs some of you into action. Uh, I'm always available if you want to talk about this. If you've felt similar things, justin at trainedright.com. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter at trainedright. And until next time, have a wonderful weekend.